getting older together and entering those empty nest years, it's not just about taking swim aerobics together or playing shuffleboard. There is some amazing stuff that can happen in those years. And y'all, sex is one of them. So we're gonna talk about all the details today about how to have great sex in these empty nest years. So get the kids out of the room and come listen. Hey, welcome to another episode of Expedition Marriage. We're so glad that you joined us. And if you were with us last week, we are recording our video now because we're on YouTube. Uh, so we're still so getting, cool. We're so, yeah, cool. we're so cool. We're so cool. But you know, we're still working out some kinks and all that. So we appreciate the grace. <laughs> you know, always not sure where to look and what to do, but. That's what we're doing now because, you know, people are on YouTube and they don't listen to podcasts, but they'll listen to YouTube. I know, like a podcast. Like a podcast. So, yeah. and we want to reach more couples, more mm -hmm. marriages, right? And so that's the way that we're trying to do it. And so if you are on YouTube or watching us on YouTube, then we certainly would appreciate the subscribe button. Hit that. Leave us comments there. Mm -hmm. And if you're not on YouTube and you don't want to be on YouTube, well then everything just stays the same. You're good. You're good. <laughs> You're good. But you can leave us a review. We love that. And that helps us reach more people. Absolutely. Absolutely. So last week we talked about romance with mm -hmm. our kids. No, wait, that sounds bad. We talked, <laughs> we talked about having kids and still trying to keep the romance. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And so we're going to flip the script a little bit this week. And we're going to talk about sex in the empty nest. Mm. Because this is a thing. Yeah. This is a thing. And right. it's, it's kind of a problem area. And, mm -hmm. you know, we're empty nesters. Mm -hmm. And these are supposed to be great years. Right. Well, you know what? The kids are out of the house. Mm-hmm. You know what? So they're in theory, less stress, yeah. less distraction, less to keep up with, less noise or worry about making noise. <laughs> that is um, true. <laughs> that is true. So there's, there's a lot of benefits to that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There should be. There should be. But unfortunately, that's not the way it always goes. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, a lot of couples are struggling and suffering from not having a, well, Kind of being in a sexless yeah, marriage. they're in a sexless I mean, marriage. And this is across the board mm -hmm. as well, right? We've got some stats for that. Yeah, yeah. Of I mean, how things have changed. And this is what's kind of staggering because, well, let's, let's pull out the stats because, let's, you know, in 1994. Mm -hmm. Which just doesn't feel like that long ago, it but doesn't, it, it really is. It really, <laughs> it really, really is kind is. of a long time ago. Yeah. Back in the... Back in the 20th century. Yeah. <laughs> in the 1900s. Yeah. That, so 1.9% of couples mm. had reported of having no sex for the entire year. Uh, yeah. No sex. Which, by the way, sexless marriage is defined by having sex less than one time mm -hmm. a month or less than 10 times over the course of the entire year. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it's common. It is. It's unfortunate. Common. Well, in 1994, it was only 1.9% common. Today, and that was l l sex less than once a year. Yeah, that's true. So that's like the extreme sex. Yeah, marriage. that's no sex mm -hmm. the entire year. So today, fifteen point six percent report having no sex for the mm. entire year. No sex yeah. at all. Not just being in a sexless marriage. So we don't know right you know, offhand how many more people mm. there are. How many more couples are in a, what's deemed a sexless marriage mm -hmm. where they're having less sex less than once a month. Yeah. They're having it more than once a year, but less than, than once a month. And certainly 
they're not having it as much as often as they'd like to. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and here's the thing, like if you're launching from those, because we've already talked about last mm-hmm. week, how sex is more difficult and you have to be really yeah. intentional to be romantically connected mm-hmm. and physically connected as well during those parenting years. Yeah. Well, if you don't do that, then you're going to get into like the teen years a little bit where you have a little more freedom, but mm-hmm. you're still not engaged physically. Right. And now you're empty nesters and you hit that point. The empty nester phase is a huge time of pivoting. Yes. There is yeah. a lot of change. A lot of, a lot of emotions come with that. Mm-hmm. Your identity kind of gets thrown around. I mean, our identity is in Christ. Yes. Always. Yes. Mm-hmm. But if we're honest, sometimes that real close second identity is found in being a mom. Oh, it's true. It's well, found in being a dad. Or it's found in, in my job. Mm-hmm. Right? Versus in Christ. And in, unfortunately, even if we're going to have identity as being a married couple, mm-hmm. that usually comes secondary yeah. to being a, my career right. or my children. Yeah. And even as a couple, like when you enter the empty nest stage, mm-hmm. you're having to re-identify yourselves as a couple. Yeah. Because you've been mom and dad. Yeah. You've been parents. You've, you've been all these things. And now it is a time of who are we now? And so it gets difficult. And so if you've struggled with remaining physically affectionate, if you've struggled Mm -hmm. with sex, if you weren't intentional, right. In all those years, Mm -hmm. you hit the empty nest years. It's not going to fix itself. No, it is not going to fix itself. And you've all heard me, me say this, we get good at what we practice. Mm -hmm. And so if we've been practicing, not being affectionate, we've gotten really good at it. Yeah. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. so, and there is, there's something, we have a podcast on the gray divorce trend, Mm -hmm. which we will Mm -hmm. drop in, in the comment section as well, because you want to listen to that because in these empty nest years, you're really prone Mm. to, to being affected by that. And we don't want you to be. And so Mm -hmm. as you enter the empty nest, a lot of change happens. Mm -hmm. A lot of big feelings and emotions come with it right? and all that. And you have to allow grace for that. Mm -hmm. And you've also got to make sure you have the right perspective. And we're going to talk about that a little bit, but I think one of the primary things about this empty nest season, if, if you want to be physically affectionate, you've got to have a friendship. Mm. Well, yeah, we've said this before. Sex starts outside of the bedroom. 100% of the time. You can't wait until the end of the day after Mm -hmm. whatever arguments and, and, or not talking to each other to be like, okay, roll over. Right. Uh, That's just not going to happen. No. I'm not saying it can't ever happen. I'm just saying that that's not, shouldn't be the norm. Right. No. And it, and it won't happen if it, Mm -hmm. if it's the norm. And so, (laughs) and that's, that's part of, here's the perspective shift Mm -hmm. for empty nesters, which like when we entered this stage, I struggled because I, man, I, I was the mom who every year my kids would go back to school. I grieved. (laughs) I'm like, I love our family. I love our Mm -hmm. children. I love being with them and doing things with them. I identified a lot as a mom, right? but the empty nest years, they were hard. I entered Mm -hmm. some, some grief. Right. And and grieving's normal. Yes. That's allowed. Mm -hmm. That's allowed. And Mm -hmm. I also did that with him. Shared the grief. Yes. So that way I knew what was going on. She knew we had a better understanding what was Mm -hmm. going on and I knew how to enter in and to help that. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Just by being there is helpful for that. Sure. But the whole thing at a certain point, when you get through that, that shift, the um, shock of the emptiness. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Shock is good. Shift yeah. Shock. You know, mm-hmm. what you need to do is shift your perspective because what I found on the end of that 
is there's a whole lot of opportunity here. And I don't know why I'm going to cry. <laughs> because, like, and I'm not editing yeah, that out. No, no, because like we get to be like true best mm-hmm. friends again. Yeah. No, and see, that's one of the things that's cool. And we've, we've actually heard, and you're so sweet, honey. Um, we've actually heard people like, well, we've just grown apart or we just don't yeah. know each other anymore. Well, you're, you're sharing a house. In mm-hmm. theory, you're sharing a bank account. Mm-hmm. And still a lot of you, not all of you, are still sharing a bedroom and a bed. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'm just going to, maybe yeah. this, is, this is a little too far out there, but maybe get to know the person that's next to you. Yes. And and put some time and effort into that since you're already so in you're in tangled. It. Yeah, you're, you're, you're in it. You and kind of made that commitment to God in front of a whole bunch of people. And so yeah. if, if that's just the case, well then, you know what? Like let's start to learn each other. And and this is mm-hmm. one thing and I know you're going to say what's kind of cool is if you've been growing and you've been developing so there's more to know. You mm-hmm. can't possibly know everything there is to know about no. the other person. And as soon as you think you do, you stop trying. Yeah, because that's assuming yeah. we haven't changed through all these years. Yeah. So yeah, if if, if, when, if you've shared everything there was to know about each other when you first met mm-hmm. in dating years and when you first got married, then yeah, th- then you have to assume there's no growth, no life experience, mm-hmm. no shared experience, nothing that's there to learn right. about that. Right. And, and that's the shift. It's like... Yeah. We've got to take that sadness we feel, maybe mm-hmm. some of that emptiness, and shift it over to excitement. Yeah. Because you now have an opportunity to, like Chris is saying, to relearn mm-hmm. who your spouse is. Who have they become since they've been a parent, mm-hmm. since they've had a long career? Yeah. You, this is a time of exploration. What are some new interests they may have developed right. or, have, or want to develop? Right. What? Because you have mm-hmm. time now. Ideally, you may still be working and all of that. But you're not doing stuff with the kids. And mm-hmm. so you can pick up new hobbies. Sure. You can yeah. start exploring things. And yeah. we talk about a lot of that on the gray divorce trend. We do. Because what happens is you know there's parts of you that start to come alive. Mm-hmm. And if you're not connected, you want to take them over here by yourself and become somebody new with all these new ideas and new adventures you want to do. That's not what we want you to do. Mm. We want you to embrace that with your spouse and go, hey, what are our new likes? What do we want to try? And Mm -hmm. there's so much to explore. And even our bodies are completely different at this stage of life. Yeah, I was just thinking we're not shuttling kids here and there and and having all this time and extracurriculars and all that. So you've got Mm -hmm. a lot of time on your hands in theory. Right. To right. be doing all this, including discovering each other. So, I mean, now should be a time of playfulness. Yes. Right? Yes. As you're becoming friends, to play with each other. You got the whole house, people. No, that is so true. Like, <laughs> And that, I think that's the part that like made me tear up there. It's mm-hmm. because it is so fun. I, it would be crushing to me to miss this season with you. Mm. You mm-hmm. know, it's like the fun we have... The playing we do together, yeah. the exploring, the mm-hmm. like, it's it's just, it levels up our dating days. Oh, yeah. Days. Absolutely. Yeah, the private jokes that we have that we can't ever tell anybody. I know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we have so many. We have so many. But it's like, like, that's funny, but we can't ever tell anybody. No, <laughs> we can't. We can't. But yeah, you know, like you're saying, there is room to play, mm-hmm. and you've got the whole house. You don't have concerns. Kids aren't going to come in anywhere. Yeah. You can. Oh, yeah. You can, I mean, and just the freedom of getting up in the morning, 
t-shirt and underwear walking yeah. around the house. Shuffling around, right. getting you know, the coffee. Yeah. That is so great. So there are so many new things. Mm-hmm. But if you don't embrace them, mm-hmm. then you're, you're going to miss them. Yeah. You're going to miss them. And like I'm saying, I couldn't imagine missing this season of life <laughs> and this season of newness with this man right here. Right. And so change your attitude, change your perspective, and do your grieving. And... Try to mm-hmm. work all that out, but then shift on over and change your perspective. Right. Absolutely. You, you've got a lot of opportunities here. And on top of that, and I think to me, this is one of the greatest things about these empty nester years, and especially when it comes to sex, is I've got a whole history with this man. You've got a whole history with your spouse. Yeah. You have done hard things together. True. You've gotten through a lot. Gone through the fire together. Yeah, you may still be a little bit in the fire because you're Mm -hmm. realizing, wow, we're not so connected now. Because if Mm -hmm. you're not connected, that gets highlighted in the emptiness. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because that that silence, that emptiness really echoes. But you're here. Mm -hmm. You made it. You're together. Mm-hmm. knowing you can do hard things together, yeah. knowing this has been up to this point, this has been my ride or die. <laughs> that is a degree of knowing one another, of security. Mm-hmm. And those things can make sex so much better. Oh, absolutely. Knowing you've done hard things together. Yeah, you've had the foxhole moments with each other. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. and you've, you've gone past that. So you can know, hey, this person has my back. We, mm-hmm. can, we can go through this together. And so we can have that deeper connection. Right. And even if you don't have that history where you're like, mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. I feel like we've done this together and all that, they're there. Mm-hmm. And there's something mm-hmm. to be said on that. Yeah, so true. you can build on that. You haven't bailed yet. Yeah. Maybe you missed the mark with learning mm-hmm. how to thrive, but you are both still there. Mm-hmm. That means you've got a foundation to build upon. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. A, a good foundation. Right. It's one that nobody else shares, that you mm-hmm. aren't, don't share with anybody else. Right. So yeah, yeah, and it's to a leave, good point. And yeah. to leave a marriage and start that over, mm. that excitement, you'll find excitement mm-hmm. in new beginnings. But it's going to die as quick as it starts off. Sure. Well, it's like starting a new project. I mean, yeah, it's excited. Yeah. But then eventually you just have a whole bunch of unfinished projects that become right. overwhelming. Because and, they're not fun anymore. Yeah. And then they're reflective of this, the, of you not completing and of actually of failing. So don't mm-hmm. fail. Complete. Right. Finish strong. Finish well. Right. Like you Paul says. You can start new with each other. Yeah. Like Paul says, run the race well and finish well. Yeah. And, you yeah, know, and finishing that. together it, it, well is yeah. probably the best thing you can do for your for yourselves, mm. for your kids, so that way they know marriage lasts and can be enjoyable, and yeah. they don't just decide, hey, you know what, marriage is only good for about 20, 25 years, and then we should bail. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Or, well, or for that matter, we, we've been together for five years and it's kind of tough. So why should I put myself for, through it for 25 right. years? Let's just bail now. My parents did. Right. And for those of you who did get divorced, that's not a slam. We're Mm-mm. not trying to. So please don't hear that. But it's an unfortunate it truth. It's yeah. an unfortunate truth. It matters. It matters. And so yeah. this is a new beginning. Mm. Embrace mm-hmm. it and, and have fun with it. And here's another one that really affects sex in, in these empty nest years. Because most of us are 50 and older True. in yeah. these empty nest years. Sure. Older, older than 40. Yeah. And so <laughs> you've got to be realistic. Yes. You are not 25 anymore. 
You are not 25 anymore. Ouch. You know, your body, Uh, like I was saying, it looks different. It feels different. Moves different. Yes. And so you've got to make some, you've got to adapt along the way and Mm -hmm. you've got to address issues. Yeah. Mm. Because 50 and up or even a little bit younger Mm -hmm. issues start coming up. Sure. Women start entering perimenopause and and the menopause Mm -hmm. years. You know, you have issues like low libido for both spouses. Mm -hmm. You have, you know, physical problems. Yes, for women. Oh, yeah. Sex can become painful. True. You can deal with vaginal dryness Mm -hmm. and and all kinds of issues that you never had. Mm -hmm. And and impotence problems. Mm -hmm. Like we were saying, low testosterone. Right. And you want to be realistic. You're not failing. Mm -mm. You're not inadequate because you're a normal human being. Your body might be struggling. Yes. But, but there are feeling. answers. There are solutions mm-hmm. to a lot of those things. And mm-hmm. here's one of the things that I, I think is just a beautiful thing in this because men, I think they start struggling. If a man loses True. his libido, mm-hmm. I mean, let's be real. The societal message to men is they have the higher sex drive. And so oh, they yeah. think about a sex all the time. Mm-hmm. Every second you're thinking about sex. If right. you're a guy and if you're not, then you're not a guy. What kind of man yeah. are you? And and that, that that's just not true. It's, <laughs> it's no, not true. It is so not true. From the truth. Yeah. But when that's the message and all of a sudden you struggle a little mm-hmm. bit, you're going to feel inadequate. And mm. when men feel mm-hmm. inadequate, what they usually do is is withdraw. Yep. Yeah. They'll start it, staying out in the living room later sure. while you go to bed. Oh, I'm going to just watch this, finish this show. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to just want to see the news. You're gonna, and you, then you fall asleep. Yeah, because that's what, what, what guys will do. And we've seen it. And it's sad. If they don't feel that they could close the deal, mm-hmm. right? If they feel that there's a chance for that. Either way. Either close way. Close the deal for either spouse. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then it's a withdrawal. Let's just not initiate Mm -hmm. that let's just not put ourselves in that position let's not get there and that will eventually work its way to where there's absolutely no affection Mm -hmm. so there's not even Mm -hmm. a a touching of hands or or any kind of a hug a handhold could lead to something that i may not be able to perform well exactly and and here's where this can be beautiful Mm -hmm. you got to be realistic and go hey these things happen Mm-hmm. large majority of them have fixes. Yeah. There are helps. But mm-hmm. here's the thing. You will never feel more known and more close to your spouse than than you will when they take one of the most embarrassing things, mm. one of the most sensitive topics, mm-hmm. and they lean in and say, hey, I've been, I'm feeling insecure about yeah. this. You know what? Mm-hmm. Sex now kind of hurts. I don't have the drive anymore. Mm-hmm. I think I might need some help. And that knowing one another is a whole higher level Mm -hmm. than what you've potentially experienced up until this point. And so even those problems, those normal issues that can come up, they can be opportunities when you lean in and share those with one another, man, that can make sex greater because now you feel more connected because my spouse has just let me in to this Mm -hmm. sensitive, deep, embarrassing part right. of themselves. And we say the word embarrassing, but it shouldn't be embarrassing. Right? No. You know, it's easy for but us to is. say. It's, it's easier for mm-hmm. us to say, don't mm-hmm. be embarrassed. You don't have to be embarrassed. But the reality is you, most people are and, right. and it's okay. So, but the, sharing that vulnerability with each other, that's where true knitting of the souls happens. Yeah. We've mm-hmm. got to be vulnerable with each other. And if we're not, the, one of the challenges is the other person will probably make a lot of assumptions about mm-hmm. it being themselves yeah, being the problem. Yeah, they don't want me anymore. Right. They're not attracted to me anymore. Mm-hmm. 
where it's really just inadequacy. Yeah, it's fears. Yeah, and don't mm-hmm. be afraid to lean in to the spouse that maybe's not sharing. Don't be afraid to ask the question, where's your sex drive at? Yep. You mm-hmm. know, how are you feeling? And if you've got a wife who you're seeing some menopausal symptoms, mm-hmm. ask the question. Right. There yeah. are resources. There are treatments. There are things you can do. And so lean in and ask those hard questions mm-hmm. and share. Yeah, I've got some stats here. Mm-hmm. 74.2% of sexless marriages end in divorce. Mm. So if you're not engaging each other, mm-hmm. if you're not talking about this, you've got a high, yeah. high percentage of the marriage ending in divorce. Mm-hmm. 77% of those people say that they would have loved to have had more sex. Mm. Yes. They so just they're weren't. living with a problem that mm-hmm. they want to fix. Yeah. They're suffering needlessly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're because, dealing with something yeah. that they don't know how to deal with. And they're dealing with it alone and they're mm-hmm. isolated in their pain and in their shame. Yeah. Which was never God's design. Yeah. So they're divorcing over something that could be fixed. Yes that could be addressed. Mm -hmm. And in fact, it could be made better. Mm. Because let me tell you, Mm -hmm. sex in your empty nest years is great. Yes. It can be great. 43% of of couples over 50 say that their sex life is just as adventurous or even more adventurous than it was when they were young. Yeah. That number can go up. That number can go up. We challenge you to raise that number. Yes, that's right. (laughs) And then 57% of them say sex is better. Why? Because they're less uptight. Mm -hmm. You don't have the stress of the kid. Your body image, you know, it's when you're young, you're like looking at social media and Mm -hmm. you're judging yourself. When you hit an age, that's one of the gifts I love about getting older. It's like, I don't don't even care. Uh, I don't care. Some of you care more if you don't, especially mm -hmm. like if you're not a believer, I think. Mm -hmm. Aging gets scary. Right. It gets scary. But when you have your identity in Christ, you know this is what your body's going to do. But you have less insecurity. And so you don't care and you are less uptight. Mm-hmm. Those things can make sex great. Yeah. Because sex is God's design for greater intimacy mm-hmm. and greater knowing of one another. Yep. And you don't ever want to let that go. You, do, you always want to have that as part of your marriage because getting old together, it's a gift. Mm-hmm. It is a mm-hmm. gift. Amen. Lean into it. Learn to pivot. Handle the changes that come with it. Have fun. <laughs> Explore one another. Reignite that friendship because even in the empty nest, you're made to enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey.